0: Hello there, you're welcome to Truth, the timeless word with practical insights. Your host is Reverend Bumi Omid.
1: Pastor Bumi ministered on what was titled Loving the Church Community. Loving the Church Community. And it began by uh, making us to know that, you know, um, in the Old Testament, we have 613 commandments. 613, 613 commandments that God, you know, wanted us to follow. What man, you know, would follow? 613 commandments, and um, no one could meet or fulfill all the commandments. You know, as a result. You know, the Lord sent his only begotten Son Jesus so that by his grace, you know, we, you know, we'll be restored back to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We read Mark, uh, Mark 12, uh, 29 to 31, where he also made us to know that all the commandments were, sum, you know, have been summed up to two by our God. And that is. Loving God with all our heart, Loving God with all our heart, with all our mind, with everything. Which means, you know, recognizing that God owns you and I. Recognizing that God owns every one of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the supremacy of God. And secondly, that we should love our neighbors as ourselves. You know, as the question, who is our neighbor? Is there anyone within our proximity, within our surrounding, is our neighbor? Praise the Lord. Not just the one that is, you know, by uh, the next door to you. Wherever you find yourself, the people around you there become your neighbor. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. We also read Ephesians 4, 1 to 5. You know, where he made us to know that, you know, we need to walk worthy of his divine calling. Which means living the life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, and personal integrity. Praise the Lord somebody. The need for us to also bear with one another in love. That is talking about unselfish love. That is to demonstrate the love of God, you know, which is a sacrifice, which means we must suffer while demonstrating, you know, the love of God, we will suffer, you know, in one way or the other. Praise the Lord somebody. Into this message, I'll be continuing from there, and the title is Because of Love. Tell somebody, Because of Love. Ali heard somebody. I don't know whether it's because, uh, <laughs> let's say it together, because of love. Because of love. Uh, somebody say because of love. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes, and uh, our text, uh, you know, primary text from this message is John three sixteen, which we are all familiar with. We're all familiar with John three sixteen. You know, but it's often forgotten that we no longer I remember those days, you know, once we when we give our life to Christ, that is the world that we take everywhere. You know, passionately. John 3.16. Which says, For God so loved the world. Nobody, if you are a child of God, if you, are, if, you if you have given your life to Christ, you cannot quote John 3.16. It means you have to think about your salvation, whether you have actually given your life to Christ. I don't know whether, you know. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. That He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever that believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Wow. Hallelujah. Is it working? Eh? Bring it. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So, for us to best understand John three sixteen. I want us to approach it in division. You know, let's divide it into a quarter. You know, let's divide it into um, four parts. You know, one, two, three, four, or a, b, c, d. You know, so we can understand it. Hallelujah. We also have mathematics in the Bible. The first part says, Is it here? Let's 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 look at this together so that we're reading the same. The f- the first part says, "For God so loved the world." Let's say it together. Let's say it together. I didn't only a few people. Let's say it together. For God so loved the world. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world, and also the you know second part says that He gave His only begotten Son. For God so loved the world which means because of love as his nature. The second part, that he gave his only son, he took an action. Three, the uh, third part means, that it says that, that whoever believes in him, that is Jesus, which means responding to accept God's gift of love. And the last part, which is the D part, says, should not perish, but have everlasting life, which means to endure with the family of God forever. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's the fourth part of John three sixteen, But I want us to look at it, you know, sequentially. You know, by looking at, you know, God's attributes, you know, Let's look at uh, three of God's attributes so that we'll be able to understand John 3, 16. You know, it's what we, you know, read all the time, we, we, we quote all the time, but so that we understand it better. Number one is that God is holy by his nature. Holiness is God's attribute by his nature. He is holy. And because he's holy, you know, he cannot look upon evil. He cannot look upon sin. He cannot look upon unrighteousness. Why? Because he is holy by his nature as God. He is a holy God. Bring Habakkuk bring Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13a Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13a on the board God cannot look upon sins with an approver. No matter the love of God, he cannot approve sin. No way. No way. God cannot. He will never approve sin. No matter the grace, no matter the love, God can never approve sin. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hello? God can never approve sin. Habakkuk chapter 13 chapter three, uh, 3 verse 13 3 verse 13 verse 13 hallelujah habakkuk hallelujah yeah sorry habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13a you're, 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 you're making me too confused, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Habakkuk 1, 13A. I think that's what I said before, isn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. 1, chapter 1, 13. Not three thirteen. Okay. The A part, Yes. Hallelujah. God is of a pure ha- eye that has pure eyes. You are of purer eyes than to behold what? Evil. God is too pure. He cannot approach sin. His eyes cannot behold sin. Hallelujah. Because of his nature, you know, of holiness. So when man sinned, God could not look upon his sinful state. God could not look upon the sinful state of man. Why? Because of his holy nature, he could not look upon the sinful nature of man, or to approve, you know, man's sinful state. Let's look at uh, Romans three twenty-three. Romans three verse twenty-three. If you see, you can read because of time so that we can go through it quick. Okay, and he said, For all have sinned and fall short of his glory. For all have sinned. Remember, you know that word, all. For all have sinned. He didn't say, For one. For one. He didn't say, He said, For all have sinned. Why? When, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, what happened? Every one of us from that generation to now have sinned. So every one of us carry that, you know, nature, that sin nature of man flows in our DNA. God could not behold us because of his purer eyes, because of his holiness nature. But he didn't just stop there. We look at another attribute of God. God is a just God. He is holy by nature. He is just by nature. Because he's judge, he is just by nature. He is perfect in his message, and at the same time perfect in his judgment. He's a God who brings judgment because he's a just God. So as a result of, you know, all wrongdoings, he cannot, you know, look at one and say, there is an exception. No. So what did he do? Because he, you know, he's consistent. He's a consistent God. In his nature, in his art, he's very consistent. Romans 6 verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the glory, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Because he's a just God, he has to bring judgment upon man. And that judgment, you know, became death death judgment. He has to judge man. Three, let's look at another attribute of God. And it says, God is love. By nature, God is love. Tell somebody, God is love. God is love by nature. That is one of his attributes. Everything He does is as a result of his love. His love is expressed in everything. If he brings judgment, it's because he loves. If he brings mercy because he loves, because he cannot say, okay, let me just, you know, let me, you know, let there be an exception. You can sin. No, because you cannot look at your child continually, you know, living a wayward life, and you say, oh, I so much love you and you continue to allow, what will you do? Hello? What will you do? You have to call the child to order. God is loved by his nature. What did he do as a result of his love? He provided a solution for the penalty of death, which means Though I am judging you because I am a just God, I have to do what is right. You cannot meet that penalty. I still have to give you the solution. I brought the solution to you because of the love that I have for you. If somebody getting me this money, he provided a solution. And that is John 3, 16. You know, the eighth part. For God so loved the world and be say that He gave His only begotten Son. He provided solution to the penalty of death. So that man will not remain in his fallen state. So man can be restored back and not die. So he can be restored back into his family to enjoy with him in eternity. Praise the Lord, somebody. 1st John chapter 4 verse 10 bring 1st John chapter 4 verse 10 1st John 4 1st John 4:10 let's go there quickly Hallelujah. In this love, which love? the love of God. In this love, tell somebody in this love. In this love ah, am I talking to you Bravisi? In this love, Hallelujah. In this is love. Not that we loved God. No, we couldn't love God with the state we were. But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin. If you read Leviticus 16, you will know what is called propitiation. When the priest had to bring two rams to sacrifice for himself and his household. Now, every family we bring to, they'll confess their sins on top. One will be slaughtered so that with the blood, the priest will take it to the holiest of holies, to atone for the sin of man. The second one, when they confess their sin on it, they will allow it to wander in the wilderness as a scapegoat. That is who, that is who you and I were, scapegoat, wander, without God. In our fallen state, that alone, even the one that atoned for our sin, was not pure enough. How like can a man that is created in God's image has ram to come and atone for his sin? No way. Was, you know, God brought that, you know, put that in measure, put that measure in place as a temporary measure. Because he had a better plan. Hallelujah. He brought his only begotten Son. Remember, he is a holy God in nature. He brought his only Son, who is also holy, pure, with his precious blood pure, to atone for your sin and for my sin. So that we can be reconciled once and for all without killing any goats. Or Ram, so that none of us can be an escape forever. Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. All because of his love. The question is the question for reflection is what have you done? What have you done as a result of love? What have you done because of love as a sacrifice? Either to God or to man. as leaders we, we 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 had a meeting all day yesterday, you know, looking at the year 2019 and then planning for our year 2020, you know, so that we put in place that we'll work on. We're talking about finances. We know people who give to make the work of God move forward. We also know that some people say they are born again, but their money is not born again. Their money is not born again. Their giving is not born again. There is no expression of love to God to say you owe me in everything. That's what Pastor was saying last Sunday that God owns us. If he owns me, that means the house I live in is owned by God. My children, my family is owned by God. Everything, my job, my money, everything is owned by God. Hello? When he said we should love God with all our heart, it means with everything we should love God. With everything. Our heart should be circumcised enough to express our love towards God. Praise the Lord, somebody. So that's a question for reflection for us during this period of celebration. As we made known to everyone, you know, the reason for this season. We were distributing um, a, a, a Christmas card, invitation to neighborhood yesterday. See, the people were receiving it with joy, happy. As we say Merry Christmas, you see the way they receive it. Inviting them so that tomorrow we'll all be here to celebrate. Hallelujah. Will you be here tomorrow? Ask, ask somebody, will you be here? Ask somebody, will you be here? You are invited. Tell somebody you are invited. Say it with boldness. Hello. Hi. Say to somebody you are invited. Hi. Hallelujah. Now, I have a version. It's called Joshua's version of John 3 16. Hallelujah. And it says, because of love as God's nature, he took an action to save the world by giving his only son Jesus so that anyone who responds, to his law by accepting Jesus will not perish in sin but return to enjoy with the family of God in heaven forever. Amen. Hallelujah. That's my version. <laughs> Hallelujah. So verse C and D of that John 3, provided man with a choice to either accept the gift of love that God has given. You know God has done his own part in verse A and B. He's done his own part to save man, to bring man back. But he left the C and D for us, you know, for man for the world to think about and respond. So there's a choice provided for you and I, for those, you know, who have not accepted Jesus, there's a choice for you today. And this is your time. I say this is your time in Jesus' name. I say this is your time in Jesus' name. This is your season to remember that you made a good choice. God has done his part. So if you go to, you know, internal domination, hell, it's no longer God that has done that. It's you that are taking yourself there. I have chosen that part So many years ago, many have done the same. But if you are here, you have not done your own. You have yourself to blame. Death is inevitable. Anything can happen at any time. Today is your day in Jesus' name. To respond to God's love. Quickly In conclusion, I want us to look at the story of a loving father who because of his love for his son and also see the importance of the love, you know, that he expressed to his son. Let's open to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. I want a fast reader to help us read from 11 to 32, a fast reader in the house, and please, if you are reading, I want you to at least add some volume so that everybody can hear your voice, amen. Sorry, are we all there? Okay, so many times, we rest so many times. But the summary of it is that God wants his children back into his family. Hallelujah. God wants his children back into his family from their falling state. From their falling state. You know, you could see that the father ran towards his son, afar off, rejoice because his son has returned back. Hallelujah. That's you know, the state, you know, um, We are, when we receive Christ, you know, as a Lord and Savior, you know, there's a rejoicing, you know. We are received, you know, overwhelmingly, you know, by our Father, by God, into his family fold. Because he never wants us to perish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So those who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they are back into God's family. You need to do your own part today, you know. You will be here. You have not given your life to Christ. You are not in God's family until you do that. That That's the truth. But let's look at, you know, some character symbols here. Character symbols here. In verse 22, But the father said to his servant, bring out the best old robe. Bring back, you know, bring out the best robe. Robe Here. Confirms his restoration of his identity as a son. His identity as a son was confirmed again into the family with, you know, that robe. Isaiah 6 says, He has covered us with the garment of salvation and clothed us with the robe of righteousness. When we accept Jesus alone as and Savior, though our nature of sin, because we are in this world, what happened? He clothed us with the robe of righteousness, which means when we are covered, the nature of Christ now is what is sin. The righteousness of Christ is what we carry wherever we go. And that's what God sees. God no longer sees the sin, you know, what you see is he? It's what has covered us, the robe of righteousness of Christ. Because of love, because of love, God restored back our identity. Praise the Lord somebody. Say my identity is restored because of God's love in the name of Jesus. You can also see 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 to 21. We're not going to go there. Number two, the ring. The ring here, he said, bring back um, the best rope and put it on him and put a ring on his hand. You know, this is a signet ring We a seal of, you know, that gave him back his authority to do business in the name of his father. Because of that signet ring, he can do business in the name of his father as a son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because of love, God has placed ring on those who has accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior through his precious blood. And you can do, you know, business. In the name of who? In the name of Jesus. Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, Behold, I have given you the Authority. Authority. So trample upon serpents, upon scorpions, and over all the works of the enemy. Hallelujah. Which means there is an authority that is restored for you to do business in the name of Jesus. That is why everything is, you know, for the children of God is in the name of Jesus. If you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot do business in the name of Jesus. You can't do it. Go and try it. I think the sons of Sceva tried in the arts. And you know what happened. They were dead with. Because, you know, Paul, I know. I don't know you. There's no authority in the name of Jesus for you to do business in that name. They have not given their life to Christ. They have not lived. You know, their sinful nature, they were of the devil. That name was not on them. Say, I have the name of Jesus. I have the authority. Restore back to me because of His love, in the name of Jesus. Then the third part, the third there, part there is the shoes, and He said, "Put on him and uh, put put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet." The shoe here, the sandals represent, you know, um, you know when house. You know, how servants in the Jewish culture, how servants, they don't wear shoes. Only the members of the family that wear shoes. When this young man returned back, and because of what he's done, he said, no, let me just be one of your servants. To him, he thought he was just only worthy, you know, to live in servant's quarters. Then his father said, no, bring those shoes. Bring them, put it on him. Why? You are restored into the family, not as a servant, but as a son. You are one of the family. Why? Because he has returned back. He has repented and returned back. Hallelujah you need to return today, somebody in the name of Jesus. So his father not only restored his identity and authority, but restored him in full sonship in the family as a member of the household of the living God. Praise the Lord somebody. Why? Because of his love. In John 1, 12 says, as many as receive him, to them he has given the power to become the sons of God. The sons and daughters of God. As many as receive him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, it's like throwing something to the market. I can remember those days, you know, where I come from. There's a tradition, you know, when they're doing a, a burial ceremony, funeral. So one of the traditions is that they will buy different gifts. It could be plastic. Different things that, you know, you will give out. Instead of them giving, sharing them. Today, we share them, you know, back home. Those who come from Nigeria, they call it ashoibi. Uh, no, sorry. No, that's not ashoibi. Something you give as gift. souvenirs, souvenirs. You give out, you know. Now, those days, they won't give you. Just come and give you because you came, or because you took part in the burial. There was a setup, you know, after the burial, we said it, you know, a, a timing where the person will climb up on top of the uh, the roof. They will carry those items, put it there. Everybody will gather like market. You'll be throwing it. People will be rushing to catch. Whatever you can catch belongs to you. If you couldn't catch anything, mm hmm. You won't have anything to take home. See that picture. For God so loved the world that he threw Jesus into the world. Hallelujah. Whosoever catch Jesus. Hallelujah. What happened? It becomes for you forever. So today's your day in Jesus' name. If you've not done yours, today is your day. In the mighty name of Jesus. And lastly... The party. Verse 23 says, throw a big party. Could the best cow to throw a party. You know, back then in the Jewish culture as well, if anyone rebelled against their father's authority and their family, they will conduct a ceremony. And that ceremony is called a ceremony of shame, that the person is being disowned because he's rebelled and left home. That's where the Muslims got that culture within them that if you are a member of the family, you have to be a Muslim. The moment you live outside that religion, you are no longer a Muslim. You give your life to Christ. They expel you. They disown you. Some of them, what they do in Islam is that there's a family that uh, conducted a burial ceremony for their daughter. That their daughter was dead. You know, it was from school. She gave her life to Christ. She couldn't return back home because she knew they would kill her. She ran away and was not living in the U.S. What they did was to conduct a burial ceremony a ceremony of shame and excommunicated communicated this you know they are, they disowned the child from the family to them that daughter is dead forever the, 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 where they bury you know her you know, uh, you know suppose burial you will see everything there the grave her friend took the picture and went back, you know, to meet her and said, look at this, what they've done. She was crying. Praise the Lord. So, there was a ceremony of shame because the person has left their family. You know, when God put man, put everything for man to live life and the man wandered away, it was a shame in heaven. In God's household in heaven. But God didn't just leave man like that. He didn't leave you and I. He said to do something. So you see that when this man, you know, when his son now returned back, put this man, you know, this God, Jesus was, you know, using this story, put God as the father here in the story. When he returned back, he threw the best party to to replace the ceremony of shame with a ceremony of rejoicing. When, you know, Raphael was saying uh, just now, when one person gives his or her life to Christ, you see the party going on in heaven. Heaven will rejoice. That's why the Bible says that it's not, you know, <clears throat> it's, not, it's not for God, you know, that a man should perish, that a man should come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, God wants to restore you. He wants to cancel a ceremony of shame with a ceremony of rejoicing. He wants you to be part of his family forever. He doesn't want you to perish. Many have done their all many years ago. Some have done their own yesterday. Everywhere in the world today, there are people doing their own, making the, you know, responding to that choice, accepting Jesus as the Lord and Savior. The Lord wants to take away your shame. The Bible says in Second Corinthians five twenty one that for God, made Christ, who knew no sin, to be the offering for our sin, so that you know, with Him through Christ, we will be made right with God. Why? Because of His love. Will you respond? Let's burden our heads. Everybody, let's burden our heads. I want to call on those who want to say, Lord. I want to respond to that choice you have given to me. I recognize your love for me. I recognize your love for me and I want to respond to that choice to accept Jesus you have given to me so that he will be my Lord and Savior. I want to be part of your family. I don't want to live with that ceremony of shame. I want to be restored with the ceremony of rejoicing that needs to take place in heaven. Every, everybody, bow down your hearts. You are here. You want to do that. You want to make things right with God. Please don't go away without doing it. Just raise up your hands so we can pray with you. Just raise up your hand. You want to say, Lord, this is my day. This is my season. I want to give you my life today. I want to be restored back to you. Please raise up your hand if you want to do that. Raise up your hands. Even maybe you've done it before. And you wandered away like the prodigal son. You want to say, Lord, I want to return back to you. I want to make today a memorable day. I want to make this season of Christmas a memorable season in my life. That it is a season, you know, that I became restored. That I returned back to God. Please lift up your hands. I want to pray with you. Lift up your hand. It's not not only time to be ashamed. It's time to rejoice. You are here. Lift up your hands. Anybody within the house? Everyone close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. You are here. You want to make today your day. Just lift up your hands, please. Lift up your hands. And I will pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone within the house? If you are ashamed of Christ because of the people you see, remember that day. Christ will be ashamed with you, and he will say, I never know you. You want to identify with the family of God today? Just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. Anybody within the house? Anybody within the house? Had a count of one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. I want to assume that everyone in this house have given their life to Christ. But within you, you know the state you are. You have heard the message that because of love, the Lord took an action. I want you to lift up your voices and your hands and say, Lord, thank you for the gift of life you've given to me through your son Jesus. Somebody talk to God. Somebody talk to God. Appreciate God, appreciate God, appreciate God. No matter the age you are, without Jesus, then the life is meaningless. So thank God for you know the gift of life you have you have with Jesus. Oh Lord, we bless you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Thank you for your loving kindness, your mercy. Thank you because of love. You restore us, O oh God. You give us your son, Jesus. We say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, excellent God. Blessed be to your wonderful name. Thank you for that which you have done. And thank you, O oh God, Father, for that which you will continue to do. For as many that are yet to know you, O oh God. Within here, O oh God, Lord, they are ashamed to identify with you. Lord. Do not let them die without you in the name of Jesus. Let them not perish, you know, without you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Lastly, you know, Psalm 65, verse 11 says, bring it here quickly, 65, verse 11. I want all of us to pray this prayer, you know, before uh, we round up. Hallelujah. Psalm 65, verse 11. Are you there quickly? <coughs> Psalm 65, verse 11. Hallelujah. Let's read together. I want to go. You are the with your goodness, and your with Hallelujah. I've only heard people here. I want everybody in the church, in the house. Let's read it together. I want to go. I want us to personalize it and say, Lord, you crown my year with your goodness. And my path drips with abundance in the name of Jesus. It is the end of the year. Say, Lord, crown my year 2019. With your goodness. Hallelujah. Somebody be good to pray. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, by your word you crown my year. Crown my year 2019 with your goodness. And let every part, oh God, in my life. Yes, drip with abundance in the name of Jesus. With abundance in the name of Jesus. The Lord crown your year with his goodness. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Test somebody. Just face one person. Face one person in Jesus' name. Face one person. Just face one person. One person. One person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Face one person. Hallelujah. Yes. Face one person. Hallelujah. I didn't say three people. Bishop, you. Uh, you. I said one person, not three people. Face one person. Hallelujah. That's simple English mathematics. You know, one to one. Hallelujah. Say, God. God. Cry your ear. Your year 2019 with his goodness in the name of Jesus. Your paths, your paths, your 2019, your December 2019 drifts with abundance, full of abundance of God, in the name of Jesus. Your year 2019 is crowned with God's goodness, with God's goodness, and your paths drips with abundance in the name of Jesus say my year say it to me my year my year 2019 2019 is crowned with the goodness of God because of his love because of his love and my path is full of abundance in the name of Jesus thank you father we bless your wonderful name we give a clap off into Jesus Clap off and clap off and clap off into Jesus. Oh, take all the glory. Awesome God, we bless you, we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed by this message, please do share and subscribe to ensure that you always get the latest episode. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any comments, or prayer requests, or counseling need, we are here to help you. If you're calling outside the United Kingdom, it's double 4477. Double six nine double one one nine, nine9449 alternatively email revbumi at gmail.com and that is B U N M I at gmail.com or connect via social media facebook rev.omedion or twitter at pstbuo hashtag podcast that is at pst B-U-O, hashtag podcast. I look forward to hearing from you, sharing with you, same time. God bless you.